Welcome to Blue Talks. It is my great honor to congratulate our first speaker, Dr. Shelley Hipsky, who has chosen from multiple nominees that were qualified from around the nation and was selected to receive the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award from the White House. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was chosen to make this important announcement at Blue Talks at UCLA because Dr. Shelley is here with us during the time that Dr. Sylvia Cole, the leader of the nonprofit called to inspire, is presenting the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Awards on the other side of the country. The Presidential Service Awards are offered on multiple levels and are designed to recognize each milestone of volunteer service achievements. Levels include bronze, silver, gold, and the highest honor, the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award. This selective and impressive award is bestowed only on people like Dr. Shelley Hipsky, who has contributed more than 4,000 hours of volunteer service in her lifetime. Along with the ultimate honor of presidential recognition, recipients will receive a personalized certificate, an award, and a personalized congratulatory letter from President Joe Biden. <laughs> Dr. Shelley Hipsky's tireless dedication of her global sisterhood nonprofit that helps women and children around the world and their charity partnerships that help women and children experiencing homelessness, extreme poverty, domestic violence, sexual assault and trafficking, illiteracy, and more is being honored by us and the President of the United States of America. Blue Talks, please put your hands together and join me in celebrating Dr. Shelley Hipsky in this profoundly inspiring achievement. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I'm going to take you back. And this is a sensitive story for me. This is one that I actually told on television once, and it was so sensitive that I called up the producer the next day, and I said, I, I can't have that out there yet. It's not the right time. Um, they pulled it from the docuseries about my life, and I took a sigh of relief. But I felt compelled today to talk to you about this moment in my life because it's a vulnerable moment. It's a moment that led me to working with women internationally. It's a moment that really transformed my life through trauma. I was 16 years old and I was raped um, by a man that I trusted, by my boyfriend. And I went through this experience and I was taken out to Bob's Big Boy for, for burgers and fries with my friends. And we sat down around the table and we're eating our fries and talking and they said, you know, Shelly, 
you need to quit saying it was rape because it wasn't. He was your boyfriend. You weren't tied down. We were there. We could hear you. And I was screaming no. But they didn't think that was rape because he was my boyfriend. After having that put on my heart at such a young age, at such a vulnerable age, I went back to the person who had raped me. And I stayed with him for a year. That got so deep into my psyche that there was a day when my parents, my amazing parents, walked into my room while I had a noose around my neck and I was ready to kill myself. There are no words for me to say how remembering that of me as a 16-year-old. I now have a daughter who's, who's turning 16 next month. So I think about when you're young, when you're impressionable, when you're, you're going through these things, and how much support we need to give to each other. And particularly young women, women that have been through different traumas, women who have gone down those roads. And I remember my parents, and th this is the part that's so vulnerable for me to say, because mental health issues are not easy to talk about. Um, my parents got the news off of my neck, and they took me right to the, the children's psych ward. They had no other idea what to do with their, their girl, who they knew had potential, but wanted to end her life because she had just gone through this traumatic experience that wasn't validated by the people that she cared about. So I, I recall that, and now I look at all the work that I've been able to do. I've interviewed over a 1,000 women around the world on their obstacles that they've gone through and how they have not only risen above those, but have gone on to help other people, start nonprofits, come together, lift each other up, dream again. I think about Milagros Day Worldwide, which is one of the charity partnerships that we work with through the Global Sisterhood. And they are doing such profound work with people who have gone through domestic violence. They, we, my daughter and I got to, to go and um, walk across the, the, the bridge there, the Brooklyn Bridge in, in New York City with the other survivors of domestic violence. And they, they had such, such profound stories. And we were able to, through the Global Sisterhood, pay for them to go to a, a boot camp type of retreat and learn to dream again. We all in this room have dreams. We all have obstacles we've gone through. And I think that it is so important that we not only have those dreams, but we also lift up each other. We give back. We pour into each other. Because that is where we get our, that, that soul-filled-up vibe, isn't it? When you're, you're pouring back into other people. And everyone here today has those stories that they're going to be telling. And I just think it's so vital that we are in tune with those stories, and we are vulnerable, and we are authentic, and we are putting it out there 
because there are other people that need to hear those stories. There are people that need to know that, you know what, it's okay because, you know, Dr. Shelley's standing here, I just got the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award, but I wouldn't have if my parents wouldn't have walked in the room that day, okay? Because we've all been at those low points. And we are going to meet other people that are at those low points in our lifetime. And we need to find ways to come together and build each other up. So my talk today is giving gratitude and grace. And I think about, when I think about giving, I particularly think about Dr. Mina, who is in Nepal. She's one of the, the incredible women. I saw a smile there, I love that. <laughs> She's one of the incredible women of the Global Sisterhood. She's one of the leaders of the, the Global Sisterhood. And she was a Harvard professor, a researcher. She found out about the earthquake that happened there. She went back to her homeland of Nepal. And unfortunately, most of her family had passed away. She also saw the incredible illiteracy rate. There were so many women that didn't know how to read or write or be able to sustain their, their families or their communities. And she went and she moved herself there. Harvard supported her in her move there. And then she taught over 87,000 women how to read and write. And when she came to me, she, we, we have a very good friendship, and she's on my Empower You Masterclass. When she came to me and said, you know, Dr. Shelley, we have a real issue here. The women are not able to get clean water. They were walking five hours. They were being, sometimes they, they were, were being taken advantage of by the men on their walk back and forth to get the water. So we went to our funders and we, we actually were able to put in a huge well right there in the community where she's teaching these women how to read and write. So that, that was a, a beautiful thing that happened because we're always listening, what do they need, not do I think they need, right? Because you really have to go deeper, particularly when you're doing charitable giving, when you're giving back, you want to make sure that those people that you are serving are being served in the right way. I mean, I, I think about when I, I do a lot of work for the Homeless Children's Education Fund, raised over $100,000 for the Homeless Children's Education Fund, and I talked to them, and you know, like my, the people on my board, they were like, oh, they need books, they need this, they need that. I asked, what do you need? What do you like, really need if you could have one thing? And I was really surprised they wanted a wee. I was like, okay. Why do you need a Wii? Well, you know, it's, it's active, it's movement. These kids are sort of entrapped within this, these four walls because a lot of their oppressors are their fathers that are trying to, to find them, seek them out. And so they were able to use a Wii, you know, like a game set, to, to play games inside without the fear of them being seen by the person that they were getting away from because they're, they're, the, the homeless shelters are very protected so that they don't get back with their oppressor. So when it comes to giving, I think it's so important that we are really thinking about what do these people need? What do they desire the most? When it comes to gratitude, we all have that one thing that we're really grateful for. 
You know, when I was a professor, turn to the person next to you, turn, 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 turn to the person next to you and tell them the one thing that you are the most grateful for right at this moment. Oh, I'm seeing that. That's so sweet. Oh, I'm going to make you cry. Why did I make you cry? Why? Oh, my goodness. Look at this. So, so she says that she is blessed and grateful for her gorgeous daughter in her life who is right there. Excellent. Kiki, what, what are you most grateful for right now? Oh, I just told you. Chad, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, Kiki is an incredible couture fashion designer, so glad to have you here. One more gratitude. What's one more thing we're grateful for? Yes. Health and the ability to actually be here. Yes. You are here. You are in this moment. You're experiencing this with all these other incredible people and beautiful souls. So that is a great thing to be grateful for. Fantastic. What about grace? Ooh, who doesn't give themselves grace enough? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah? A little bit? Yeah? Maybe? Anybody? We all extend grace. Think back in your head. Is there a time when you should have let something go? Yeah? And you held on to it? Maybe it's still in your heart a little bit? Yeah? It kind of like a little bit? Not anymore? Okay. Grace, extending yourself grace is a blessing to yourself. I remember I interviewed for, I've, I've got the, the 14 books, but I did Ordinary People, Extraordinary Planet. And when I did that, there was a gentleman who was put out to be homeless by his mother with his baby brother. And I wrote this whole book based upon interviews I did on, on a show. I was so proud of myself. I thought, oh, I got this. I nailed it. It's fantastic. This, he's going to read this and think, oh, that's me. And he called me up and he said, mm -mm, Dr. Shelley, this is not me. You got it all wrong. And I was like, are you serious? What? I was like, what do you mean I got it all wrong? He had learned forgiveness. He had forgiven his mom completely. And to me, I couldn't comprehend that. I'm reading these transcripts and I'm like, there is no way in heck that I would forgive my, my mother or whoever if they put me out on the street and I had to figure out how to fend for a toddler. Like there was no way. But he had learned forgiveness. So I think that a part of that grace, that true grace, is extending that forgiveness to people that I mean, do they deserve it? No, prob probably not, maybe not. Will it get you real closure? Probably not. But can you let that go? I want you all just to think of something that you need to let go and ball your hands up in a fist. Think of it, think of it, think of it. Everybody shut your eyes, think of it. And then I'm just go like that, okay, ready? And so just everybody say, let it go. Ready? One, two, three. <gasps> let it go. That's all you got? Let's try it again. Come on. <laughs> really ball it up. Ready? Ready? Think of that thing that, or that, per mm -hmm, that person. You know that person. You ready? 
One, two, three. Oh, let it go. I, did, did you hear anybody? No. I, just me, right? Corey, you have a much bigger voice than that. Okay. Ready? This is the last time I'm doing this. Lisa, in the back, I should hear you. Okay, ready? Got it? What about that, that one X? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, ready? Loud, everybody say, let it go. It's on video, do this for me. Ready, ready, one, two, three, let it go! Yes! <laughs> I felt you let it go that time. Okay, that felt good, right, Michelle? Oh, yeah. yeah. I said X and some of the ladies were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Letting it go. <laughs> I'd like everyone to really take a moment of grace, a moment of gratitude with me here. From the back of the room to the front of the room. I'm gonna say some affirmations. I know that so many of us in here are affirmation type of people. How many people say affirmations almost every day? Excellent, almost the whole room. I'm gonna give you some, I'm gonna say it, and now that we've already let it go, and we found our voice, right? You got our voices. I want everybody to say them after me, okay? Whew. You ready? You're ready. Are you ready? Yeah, okay, excellent. Okay, I'd like you to say, I am worthy. I'm enough. I'm enough. I am ready to live my best life. I'm ready to live my best life. I am ready to tell my story. I'm ready to tell my story. Fantastic. I have one more story for you before I leave the Blue Talk stage. And that is one of the times when I was in the homeless shelters volunteering. And there was this beautiful woman, and we had done these mommy makeovers where we brought in Treasure House fashions to do fashions from head to toe so that they could have new clothes. We brought in people to cut their hair, and we had a makeup artist come in because I love, you know, I love the makeup and the fashion and all that good stuff. And she just looked like she was both glowing, but really sad. And this was a woman who had a pregnant belly, and she was sitting in the chair, and she had a toddler running around her, and she was living in the homeless shelter. And she had gotten away from her oppressor, who lived in a different state, but they had to be really careful to make sure that he didn't find her. And I walked over and I said, honey, why, why, are you, why are you feeling so sad? Like, I see it. Like, you, you look so beautiful. And she said, with a little tear in her eye, she said, Dr. Shelley, I'm damaged. My heart kind of broke for her. And I pulled out my cell phone and I put it on, you know, camera mode. And I said, but look how beautiful you are. 
And then look at, look at your baby. Your baby's, you know, we got them all dressed up and we were actually taking family portraits for them that day. I said, look at who you are. Look at who you can become. It is when we can see, when we can envision, when we can dream of who we can become, that is when we can get there. I'm very proud to say that that woman has a wonderful job now. She's moved on. She's got her own apartment. She's not living there. She's gotten away from her oppressor. And there are so many beautiful stories out there like that. But it takes being able to dream again. And I hope for each and every one of you that you will extend yourself the gratitude and the grace to be your best selves, to vision big, and as I always say, remember that inspiration is just a story away. Thank you. podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.